not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? The Candyman can cause he makes it love and makes the world taste good. <laughs> Do you like my uh, my serenading? It's very beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, I like to think my voice is as sweet as honey. I cannot believe that you made that joke. Oh, behave. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. You can't use B when I already did. Anyways. Not that you should behave yourself. Uh-huh-huh-huh. It's the same joke I just made. You just slightly altered it. Get out of here with your plagiarism. What? No. What? <laughs> what? Anyways, welcome back, everyone, to Tales of Grimm. <laughs> welcome back. Um, we hope you enjoyed your spooky Halloween season this year. Spooky, spooky. Hope all of you guys stayed safe. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, actually, one episode we should do for Thanksgiving, because, you know, Thanksgiving doesn't get enough love, is we should review the movie Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, there's a movie called what now? Thanksgiving. It's about a bunch of frat boys that are being attacked by this serial killer turkey. A turkey? Yeah, it's like some serial killer spirit goes inside a turkey, kind of like the Ginger Dead Man or Jack Frost or Child's Play. And the turkey is like talking and it murders people. It's very Thanksgiving themed, you know, the, the whole gift of giving and sharing with friends and family is there. But, you know, instead of sharing food, you're sharing death. Please say that there's a line that goes gobble gobble bitch. Probably. I believe <laughs> it. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time, honestly. And even then, I think when I watched it, um, I drank a little bit. <laughs> that sounds like a movie that you would need to drink through. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, thanks, Killing. I... Yeah, let's put it on the list. I'm putting it on right now. Alright, good to know. But yeah, so this week, uh, if you couldn't tell by the episode title, Tales of Grimm has decided to review Candyman. The original, not the new one. But I will kind of probably talk about the new one a little bit as well. Yeah, I do want to do an episode of the new one because somebody went to go see it without me. You were gone. I was home alone and bored. I decided to go see a movie. Don't blame me. So you go see a movie that I want to see with you? You haven't even seen the original. <laughs> no, but I had vocally said that I wanted to go see the movie with you. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It's a bad I was... boyfriend. Bad. Yes, I was. <laughs> Either way, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can still watch it together. Uh, but I still want to do an episode on that one plus any, like, origins. Because I know it might not be the actual Candyman, but... Oh, you're talking about, like, the actual the serial... The pixie stick one. Yeah, well, yeah, no, this, this... The Candyman movies had nothing to do with that. Yeah. No, the, the Candyman movies was very much a, um... It was kind of like one of the first racial-based horror films, I want to say. Because, you know, a lot of it had to do with the fact that a, a man was victimized for being black and was in love with the white woman back in, like, the 1800s, and he was killed because of it. 
And his spirit ended up coming back as, like, this avenging spirit slash serial killer. And, you know, he spooked everyone in this project known as Cabrini Green. And, you know... Which I'm kind of curious, because my dad grew up in Chicago, Illinois. So, I'm kind of wondering if Cabrini Green is something he grew up around... I don't know if it's an actual place. I don't think so. I didn't think to research that, honestly, because I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know if that's an actual place or not. If you guys are listening and you know, feel free to let us know. I don't think it's a real place, I mean, but maybe I feel it like, is. I feel like I could kind of compare it to, what, like Park Merced in San Francisco, where it's like not a city, but it's an area in a city. Uh, yeah, it's an area, but the whole thing about Cabrini Green was that it was the projects, you know, it was very low income, there was so much crime, and, you know, that's why I said it was very racially based, because a lot of the people were forced into these neighborhoods, like these low income areas, and they were just completely, like, given just a bad hand because of the government and society and everything, and, you know, that's a whole different conversation that we don't have to get into, but this movie does play a lot into that. Well, I think a quote that really sums it up well was from, was her name Anne-Marie, the mom? Yes. Um, when she says, we're not all like those guys downstairs, hinting to she's a single mom that works, she looks like a nurse or a vet or something because she has like scrubs on, mm -hmm. um, and she just wants to raise her son, right? Right. And she ends up in this kind of bad part of town. And then the worst part is while Helen and her friend are researching um, the Candyman legends in this area, the mom in this complex, her kid Anthony, ends up getting kidnapped by Candyman. Which, of course, Helen gets blamed for. And, you know, th there's this whole thing about how, if you haven't seen the movie Spoilers, there's this whole thing that Helen is very reminiscent of his first love that, he was, that Candyman was murdered for. And it's very interesting because it, in this new Candyman, there's this whole thing that Candyman isn't a single person, but it's a whole line of people that were wrongfully murdered that became these vengeful spirits. In the new Candyman, the main character's name is Anthony, and you find out that at the end, towards the end of the movie, that he was actually the baby that was kidnapped in the original Candyman. They did this whole, like, sequel, but revamp, kind of like with Halloween. Watching it, I really also got a lot of American Psycho type of vibes. How so? In a way where you don't know if these things are actually happening. Because when she's in, what was it, the psych hospital They had whatever, the camera on her. They had the camera. She saw him. And yet on camera, he's not there. So was it all just psychological? Like when she went to her car, something triggered her. Like maybe one of the photos that she was going through triggered her. And she basically blacked out to the point of chopping the dog's head off. Yeah, she literally... And kidnapping the baby. She literally was walking to the parking garage, sees Candyman who kind of calls out to her. Blacks out and wakes up covered in blood. How terrifying is that? Yeah, especially when your husband... <laughs> Again, something I called from, obviously, at the beginning was the husband sleeping with the student, which is so immoral, but also a whole move. 
And she tries to reach him at, what, 3 o'clock in the morning when she's trying to get out of the police station because she's scared. And he's not there. He's effing the student. There were a lot of things where I'm just like, she, obviously from the beginning, she probably suspected her husband's adulterous ways. And she probably literally just snapped and became Candyman through that, you know, killing her best friend slash coworker, killing, you know, the dog, the doctor somehow, like, I, yeah. Well, and then you have on um, that one point where she goes in the bathroom to, like, see one of the Candyman killings. And you had one of the guys that was, like, in the gang that was, like, took on the name of Candyman because, you know, it inspired fear and it was freaking people out. And he just comes in and jumps her. And then that kind of goes with the, her whole theory of, oh, Candyman doesn't exist. It was just someone taking on the name. Which then drives the real Candyman to come out and is like, haha, I know who you are. You're mine. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm kind of curious. If she didn't go through the little mirror in the bathroom, which those of you who haven't seen the movie, they have these, um, like the metallic medicine chests in the bathroom where you can literally pull it off the wall and there's like a hole in the wall that leads to like the next apartment. But this one leads to basically the home of Candyman where there's a bunch of like spray paint and like graffiti. There's pictures of Candyman. Like she literally comes out of a hole that has the huge head and mouth of Candyman. And you see something in his eyes. And I feel like that's what triggered her. My question is, if she had never gone through that hole in the beginning... Like, if she had never wandered through, you know, the medicine cabinet thing, do you think she would have snapped? Or do you think Candyman would have gone to her or been able to? Well, she definitely didn't snap, you know. The, the whole thing was supernaturally based. And there was a Candyman that pretty much screwed her over. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like no matter what, something was going to bring the two of them together. Like... Her thesis was basically about mythology and urban legends, and that was one of the- there was this whole massive urban legend in their own town that she didn't know about. So, naturally, I, I feel like they would have been brought together at some point. It makes sense. Or she was just one of many reincarnations of this, you know, rich white woman that happens to look like the lover that- you know, the Candyman had, and she happened to be the one that went down the dark path. Maybe. All of the others could have probably been saved. But honestly, I don't blame Candyman for becoming Candyman. He got screwed over. All he did was love a woman. <laughs> yeah. It, the story literally says that he was highly regarded in the town because he was such a great painter and all of that stuff. And yeah, when he basically knocked up the girl in, after falling in love with her... That's when the dad's like, oh, hell no, and sent a whole mob after him. Yeah, and they cut off his hand, placed a hook in it, and then the thing that didn't even kill him. What killed him was they smothered his body in honey, and the bees stung him to death. 
Which is why he becomes the Candyman and becomes like this vengeful spirit. So when you say his name five times in the mirror, he comes and gets you. I do love, which I want to spoil some stuff for the newer movie for you, if you don't mind. Well, one thing that kind of connects to that is obviously Helen dies in the end. She basically gets burned up on the like pyre that all the people are building up to try and save the baby. Gets killed by that. And X amount of weeks or so later after the funeral, you see the husband with the student. Slash mistress. Slash mistress. Which, how shitty is it to bring your mistress to your wife's funeral? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Like, I... I get they help that had that whole scene of her walking in and being like, oh, this is where you've been. Like, you weren't counting on me coming back or anything like that. Like, I haven't gone a month and you're already moving in the new girl. Repainting the apartment. Like, but what I like about that scene is he's, I feel feel like he's remorseful finally of you know cheating on his loyal wife who cooked dinner for him who was so happy and you see the parallels also of like the girlfriend who's just smacking the meat down and just having this attitude and you see flashes of you know Helen cooking this nice meal greeting him with a smile and a kiss and a hug and all of that stuff so he's very remorseful with that. So he says her name five times. And that brings her to kill him. Yeah. So I love the parallels of, you know, this is the wife that she was. This is the woman that she was. Loving wife, made food for him, happy, all of that stuff. But now that she's dead. This is who she is. She has become... The Candyman. Yes. It's it's really good. And in the sequel, the new Candyman that just came out, they actually have this whole thing about Helen in it. And talking about her story about how she was this woman that went crazy. Um, she ended up kidnapping the baby and everyone was like, was like, oh my god. And, you know, they basically retell the entire original Candyman story in this. And then at the end, she gives back the baby. But... In this movie, the main character's name is Tony, and you come to find out that he is the baby that was taken in the original Candyman. And what's very funny about it is that throughout the movie, he slowly becomes a new Candyman, but he is also a painter. So he's an artist, kind of like the original Candyman that we see in this one. Which I also knew from (laughs) the original that... You see the Candyman, like, caring for Anthony as a baby, but you see him kind of feed him something from his finger, which you can assume is, like, blood. So, my thoughts automatically went to not even knowing about that part, um, like, from the new movie. (laughs) Mark and the baby. Was, I'm passing my mantle down to you, I'm giving you my blood. Like, here's this. And I really did take the baby as, like, a mixture of the two. Yeah. 
And uh, even in the new one, they do have a scene where, like, Tony Todd does appear, but they also talk about how all these different people have become Candyman, which I think is very interesting. And it was good. Oh, my God. There was this one scene in the new one, though, where Anthony convinces this, like, there's this art dealer that he's showing his piece called Candyman. And it's like you open up this bathroom mirror, and in the darkness, he has like all these different paintings of Candyman hanging from a string. And that was at his art, one of the art shows. So, this female art critic, she basically calls it like boring, blah, 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 like completely rips it apart. But then, that night after the art show, there's an art critic that basically, like, you know, he's kind of making fun of the piece, but him and this girl that he's sleeping with, they're, they're the last ones there, and. You know, they're clearly about to have sex, but they, for fun, decide to do the Candyman thing in the mirror in, like, the halls of the art show. And then what's so great about it is that throughout this entire movie, you just see Candyman in reflections. And they're not jump scares. It's like you're walking by and you briefly catch him in the corner of the mirror or, like, the glass or something. It's so good. It's very creepy. But um, they do this, and then Candyman appears and just slaughters this couple. And the next morning, the news is all over it, you know, peace dies in front of this person's art, which is Anthony's. And, um, and this art critic that just completely tore it to crap now calls him to her apartment to do this private interview. And, you know, she's a very renowned art critic and stuff. Your face is hilarious right now because you look so annoyed by me telling you that. <laughs> but, so, you know, she's well, telling... Well, because my whole... My brain automatically goes to the, oh, she probably heard this critic and the woman shitting on the painting, shitting on the art. No, the same woman that was crapping on it calls him. Yeah, but the man and the girlfriend also shit on the art as well, didn't they? So she may have overheard them. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. And then maybe she's just like oh shit, maybe he did it and I need to get in his good graces now so he doesn't kill me for shitting on his work? No. So what happened was she called him to the apartment because he got publicity. So his art piece was in the news now because the bodies were found in front of this piece. So now his name was blowing up. Oh god. So after crapping on his work, she called him to the apartment to get this private interview to really showcase all his art. Even worse. Yes. So, and he, and in this moment, he's telling her, he's like, you know, um, you just don't get it. You know, you're this ritzy white woman. You wouldn't understand this piece unless you say Candyman in the mirror five times. So then she kind of gets up, walks away. And then there's a shot of her saying it. But then like, I don't think she quite gets to the fifth name. But then it cuts back to Anthony, and um, he's he kind of hurt him, not hurt himself, but he has this whole weird transformation thing of turning into Candyman. So he's like picking at the skin, and then he gets up, and he's like, you know, the art critic's been gone a while, so he starts walking to the bathroom, and then he sees this hallway mirror, and in the mirror is the reflection of Candyman. So Candyman is mirroring his exact movements in the mirror. So like. Anthony's putting his arm up and Candyman's doing it. Basically, you know, showing how they're slowly becoming kind of the same thing. And then, eventually, the woman comes out of the bathroom and snaps him out of it. And he, like, jumps and he goes, I I gotta go. So he runs out of the apartment. And then the camera pans out and they're in this high-rise building. 
and there's like you know the whole all the windows are made of glass and you see him cutting through one room coming out the walls the camera's still coming out as it's like in the sky and you're watching from afar he exits the building and in this giant wide shot you see the girl just kind of like coming out into the living room the art critic and then all of a sudden you just see her getting lifted up in the air and you don't see anyone killing her like you know because clearly Candyman is the one killing her but you can't see him and then her face gets pressed against the window and like he's dragging her across the sky like the windows and everything and she's you know getting murdered but it was just this like insane wide shot as it's coming out and you're seeing all it was so well done <laughs> like the cinematography for this new Candyman movie was so phenomenal I'll have to show it to you. I'm so sorry I watched it without you. <laughs> yeah, you should be. But, like, also, we did. you did have to see the original, because the original does tie into this one quite a bit. Which I was telling you, I'm like, I will see the original, and then I can see the, the new one, and just... <sighs> Which, curious, because, you know, I never really told you a whole lot about the Candyman, other than, you know, it's kind of like Bloody Mary, where you say his name and he appears, and he has a hook for a hand... What did you think Candyman was about? Like, I don't know if you maybe you looked up the movie or if you maybe thought it was about... I know you brought up the uh, the old pixie stick killer thing. Yes and no with that. It was... Yes and no to the pixie stick or, like, what you thought it was about? What I thought it was about. Like, I basically thought that it was a combination of, you know, that killer... Because urban legends have to come from somewhere, and a dad killing his child from a pixie stick for insurance money could probably, probably uh, add some creepy legends to it. So I kind of took it as a combination of that, which I am glad when Helen originally goes through the holes in the wall or whatever... She finds this jacket with a bunch of candy on there. And one of the candies has a razor in it. Which is something every parent always has to check their kids' candies for razors, for needles, for this, that, whatever. Razors are the big one. So I'm glad they added that in there. I don't think that's supposed to be a part of the original. Anyway, I kind of took it as a combination of that plus... The Hookman of Lover's Lane or whatever. Uh-huh. I didn't okay. know there was... And again, I don't know if the legend they say in the movie, if that's true or not. Or if it's, you know, completely made up for the film. But that's kind of what I took it as. A combination okay. of those two. Didn't really know much about it. Yeah. Although, I did... <laughs> As soon as the one colleague feel like he's a misogynistic a-hole um, type of character, I feel like if they had shared their thesis with him, oh, he would have stolen beforehand. It. Oh yeah, or he would have gotten most most of the credit for him. Yeah, because they would have fought him, saying like, "No, we're the ones that did the research," but he could have said like, "No, it's." They could have my done it main project, me. and like they were just like helpers, like him getting most of the credit. That's probably what he was going to do. But when he was telling the story, and he said about the um, the girl that got pregnant, I'm like, 
Oh, so Helen is the reincarnation. You immediately of went, this to, girl. went to there. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> and when he started feeding the baby the blood, I'm like, okay, obviously the baby is gonna turn into another Candyman. Like. That was without me telling you about the sequel too. That's no, because there are some clever. things that are. Like, those two things are the only things that really come to mind, but there were some predictable things in the movie. Also, another thing, the obvious adultery. She literally states, like, oh, yeah, that girl was blushing, and she couldn't, couldn't even look at me. <laughs> and she literally, like, is almost about to ask him, like, are you doing this? And he's like, no, I would never, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh, yeah, sure. Your empty bed at 3 o'clock in the morning says otherwise. Overall, though, um, how would you rate the original Candyman? Original? I feel like maybe... 8, 8.5. Which, I feel like that's also like a go-to number for me. Because a lot of the horror movies that you have me watch and rate are pretty good. Again, it's also a classic and... I do want to do, it makes me want to do more research on Candyman to see if, you know, if the legend that they say in the movie is actually true or how Candyman really comes out of them chopping his hand off and covering him in bees. They do kind of do some explanation, I know, in some of the sequels. Um, like, how do you get Candyman from that? Like, I don't know. So, there was... Okay, so in the new one, they did have a version... One of the versions of Candyman. I don't think it was Tony Todd. But, um... But there was this one that literally... He was kind of like an older gentleman. He was a little creepy, but, like... He just gave candy to, like, the people. Like, to the little kids out there. And eventually, they think he is a, um... A serial killer. And this old man, well, this older gentleman lived in, like, Cabrini Greens also. The police were looking for him because this this kid goes, gets murdered or disappears or something like that. And he starts living in the walls of the apartment complex of Cabrini Green. So, you know, he's hiding out there. And eventually one of the kids comes down and he basically, like, sees him and starts screaming. And at this point, cops that have been patrolling the area are like, oh, there's someone screaming. So then, you know, they radio for backup, go in, and then... They eventually find the man who was the candy man who was handing out the candy and they kill him. But he wasn't actually a serial killer. He just happened to be there and blamed for the crime. So that's why he ends up becoming one of the candy men. Interesting. Yep. The candy man's death honestly kind of made me also think of um, Juggernaut. Oh, and from uh, 13 Ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Because he also got his hand cut off, mm -hmm. I want to say. With a hammer instead of a hook. Yeah, because he was a blacksmith. Or not the juggernaut, the hammer. The juggernaut was the big gray one that kills uh, Matthew Lillard. I thought they were the same. No, two different ones. Oh. The hammer had all the spikes in him and the sledgehammer hand. Oh, right, yeah. Juggernaut was the one that they catch in the beginning of the film in the junkyard. Right, you're right, yeah. Anyways, on that note, I think we're going to call this episode a close, so thank you guys for listening, and be sure to watch both the Candyman movies. They're great. I don't know, I, I don't think Candyman 2 was that great, you know, because, you know, they always do sequel to horror movies, but <laughs> not always good. Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah.
Anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. See ya.